0: Attention all presenters!
1: (laughs) Attention all presenters! Hello? Hello, I'm talking to you. Hello? Yeah. I've been a rich man and I have been a poor man and I choose rich every fucking time.
0: better word, is good.
2: You know, I've been very fortunate to be flying in the the better half of the cabin, a long haul to New York and to places like that. But I mean, hey, I can't imagine spending 18 hours not being able to recline, right? Booker T is shaking his head. He's like, Jesus, that's going to be torture for me, right? I mean, how do you even do that? But a lot of people have that argument. Should I spend a little bit more to have a comfortable seat on, on the airline or should i spend that extra bit of cash you know on the holiday i mean you flying to bali is a long it's a long way away right Going to yeah that's a long flight yeah i mean by the time you get there you might not be in like, a good space to enjoy a holiday if you decided to go on one of those you know buy now get one free ticket prices and listen that
1: that flight is uncomfortable it can age you i mean look if you a flight from johannesburg yeah, yeah. The flight, the flight from Johannesburg via Dubai.
3: Yeah, by the end of it, you'll be a Bali.
1: True, true. Again, like I'm saying now, I mean, the flight from Johannesburg to Dubai, to, uh, flight to Johannesburg to New York via Dubai, right? That's uh, a cumulative 19 plus hours. That's if you're taking, yeah. uh, you know, the, the aircraft on offer. 19 plus hours. You're doing a seven-hour flight from Johannesburg to Dubai on an economy class, and then you want to do an additional um, 12 hours to to New York. That's, that's torture. That's torture. So I always just advise people to say, if it's more than three hours, pay that extra money. Just go a class higher than what you're used to. I'm back there. Right, yeah, but you'd actually be sitting here, which is an economy plus.
3: Um, it's actually an upgrade. Upgrade, you say? Mm-hmm
2: economy plus yes sir oh don't mind if I do great great uh carry on carry on
0: yourself alex thank you
1: um just for that extra little bit of comfort because you also want to make your trip worthwhile airlines have put significant amount of effort in passenger comfort um that's why now you'll have uh the passenger passenger, um, entertainment system with uh, Netflix or Amazon, or they'll have like a very wide selection of new music and all of that because they understand that passenger comfort is of utmost importance because that's what makes you choose uh, another airline over them. I always stress this, everywhere in the world, all these big airline brands all use the same airplane. The only difference is what they're offering you and what's there to eat. So, you just need to make sure that you're choosing something that is that works for you and that is much more comfortable and is worth your financial appetite. I, I personally believe in utmost comfort, especially on the long haul flights, because that is where the true integrity of an airline is. Everybody can fly, but it's not everybody who can fly me while there. And that's my rule. For more than three hours. Pay for that extra legroom. Pay for that um, extra class ticket. If you're, if you're, even if you're flying to freaking Harare, for example, you know, just arrive in Zim and, and style.
2: There we go. Let me ask you, what, what's your, f- what's your favorite movie that you watched in the cockpit? <laughs> I,
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I, if I should, if I should answer that because one, I, we're not allowed to be preoccupied. <laughs> Two, um. <laughs> i don't want to compromise myself <laughs> um i will just mention my top five movies you'll decide if i've watched them in a the cockpit or not
2: okay uh, the the longest ones the ones that are more than two hours i know you watched it flying to cape town I,
1: I was watching the clouds i was watching the clouds uh, the movies of the clouds and i was watching the <laughs> movies of the engine parameters uh, the best movie you can watch <laughs>
0: This is why we had to give him a code name as well at the beginning. Otherwise, you know We could have we could have gone in the
2: spice. Captain Sully (laughs) Captain Sully he landed on the Hudson River because he was busy watching reruns of billions. Exactly. 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 Like, you know, <laughs> um, you know, he spoke about, you made a joke about flight simulator, but wh- wh- what's the, the experience like in a simulator? You know, has it is it at the point where it feels like a real actual plane?
1: I mean, I, I, I got into flying just to give you uh, uh, my personal story. I got into flying because of flight simulator. Back in high school, I was super interested in, in aeroplanes, but I didn't have obviously the opportunity to go fly. Both my parents were teachers. So back then for me it was I need to get my hands on an almost close to reality way of flying. And I started with flight simulators and over time, like any other gaming community, there's those group of people who take it absolutely serious it's like the call of duty guys who have a schedule like the guys we play what we call armor 3 and all of those things the flight simulator community just like that and over time it has evolved through gaming hardware and everything like that and to the point where you're able to sit in your house and sort of simulate a real flight using procedures um, there are game developers out there who are developing aircraft that are almost unimaginably and realistic but now when you get to sort of your professional level and you're getting into flight simulators intended for training because flight simulators are effectively a cutout of the the cockpit of a, a literal airplane put into a moving um, platform simulators play an integral part in any training before anybody jumps into an airplane with hundred and thirty something souls on board or even just three souls on board Simulators play an integral part in training and making sure, so, and giving you the room to make mistakes but also giving you the room to to explore the capabilities of the aircraft. Flight simulators are absolutely important and that's why there's so much big investment by airlines into buying flight simulators uh, for themselves there's a big big ecosystem especially for the tech guys the computer geeks uh, and hardware guys to get into supplying part Software, even maintenance for flight simulators because every airline is trying to eat up every flight simulator they could get because that is the number one training tool that makes sure that the guy who's stepping into that airplane knows exactly what he's doing it's incredible i i think one of these days that uh, we should do a little bit of excursion and i'll i'll take you to one of the flight simulators that uh, or a tambo just to give you uh, a full experience and it, it's literally a 4d experience because the platform is moving the sounds are real the vibrations are real all the buttons work like they work in the aircraft the lights the noise is incredibly realistic
3: ever wondered what it would be like to fly a commercial aircraft well we're here right now at a flight simulator where real pilots come to practice their skills let's go inside and see how they do it
0: right let's do it Booker Chi, you good let's do it next week i'm done i'm done i'm done but you've already heard about my driving so <laughs> let's see how
2: it goes <laughs> No, no, you, you tra- No, we're not letting you. You're not, my man, you're not seeing the joystick. <laughs> <laughs> like, am, I there, am I there to we, record content? We're gonna handcuff you. <laughs> my man, we're gonna handcuff you. We're gonna handcuff you like a prisoner of war and put you in the back. And you're gonna sit and watch an actual pilot operate. You're a passenger. Yeah. You yeah. know, we transport. <laughs> <laughs> we are transporting you. That's
0: how you do <laughs> Simulated passenger. Okay, I'll, I'll take. We'll, we'll use the time to record content. Here we
2: yeah. go. Yeah. Good go let's talk a little bit about. You're a really successful company, and still constitutes as a startup, which is hard to believe given how far you've come with it, and let you know fl- fly. Eurefo. I'm it right. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Fly Urefo. Let, let's talk about the business model, how things have gone. You know, give a shout out to anyone who's listening. I know I've given you a plug the other day. I'll keep plugging you because I really believe in you and the business. Um, you know, how can guys get involved and and you know what's the next steps for the business?
1: Thank you. I think we're currently kind of in a, in an economy where Flying and basically the aviation industry, especially in Africa, is very archaic in the fact that what the world was doing in 2004, we're only doing it in 2022. So there's a lot to be done. And what we are doing at Fly Ref is we're effectively democratizing aviation by centralizing it. And that's a difficult concept to gather. But what we're doing is we're trying to expand the market share outside of the high-end private jets and the very expensive airline or the, the limited airline routes and what we're doing is we we've built a platform where you can go onto our platform which we're due to launch quite soon you can go to our platform and effectively fly anywhere because what we're doing is we're utilizing a, a wide network of general aviation aircraft which means these are aircraft that you particularly won't at the big airports so these are not like the 100-seater aircrafts these are the 7-4 or the, the the 7-seater 4-seater sometimes 10-seater and we're trying to utilize that network to get you flying anywhere so we're saying to people you can fly from Johannesburg to Venda you know you can fly from Lanceria to Postmansberg in um Northern Cape, you can effectively fly anywhere because South Africa is blessed to have effectively an airport and I mean a, a fully fledged airport in every single major city in the country. Every single small town or major town has on average two airstrips that are capable of landing a pt 12 which is a seven-seater turbine luxury aircraft. So the network of destinations that we have is incredible. It's just now getting people there and creating that interconnectivity and what we're focusing on is more the charter Business and we're focusing on the the freedom of flight. And our business is our clients don't have to wait for an aircraft. Our clients need to tell us when they want to fly. So if if, if the banker bros want to fly at half past eight to go play some golf in uh, Katu or something, that the plane leaves at eight when they want to leave. If they want to come back at half past one, grab a meal. Uh, in Joburg quickly at Gemelli eat quickly and then go back to play golf that's our business and that's how we, we are doing it and we're offering not only the aviation market and the the, the the private aviation industry the opportunity to integrate a newer market but we're allowing acid utilisation to take place a lot of guys who are flying sort of the smaller aeroplanes are flying them on a private basis for private needs but we're saying there's a commercial opportunity here to assist small businesses that have you know outsourced operations. We are assisting small towns that need that connectivity and what we're doing is we're paving the way to building commercial connectivity through major cities and small towns. You can imagine what Uh, connectivity can do to uh, a flight between here to Mafikeng or a flight from here to tanin or in fact a flight from here to a lodge in Tabazimbi you know you are introducing a new market that is able to travel freely across uh, those two destinations and we have big plans uh, and our plans are are not 10-year plans, our plans are immediate plans, where we're trying to set up an ecosystem where the average South African can be able to say, I can get on a private jet and I can afford a seat on a private jet. And if it's not a big private jet, I can still take a private plane for my family and I. In the next coming weeks, a lot of people will see fly Urefu. We will start be introducing flights to Sun City. We'll start introducing flights to some of the famous lodges around the country where we want to fly you directly to those destinations. So uh, stay tuned on uh, flyurefu that's uh, f-l-y-u-r-e-f-u on all social media we're introducing some very exciting things and when our app does uh, uh, come out we're hoping that it's received uh, with open arms but we really just want to help south africans and then hopefully the rest of africa connect with each other i mean have you ever heard of someone being able to say they can fly from Peter Maritzburg uh, to the uh, to, uh, Sun City for the Net bank Golf Challenge. You don't have that. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to give it back to people. For small business owners, this is going to be huge and already our business is already doing that on an ad hoc basis but what we want to do as well for startup and small business owners is to say you don't have to just open your shop in Johannesburg right you can be able to open a shop in Akaneis for example and you can be able to check on that shop uh, twice a day if you'd like there's so many CEOs in our country who use private jets uh, for that matter Um, I don't know how many business deals I've seen succeed based on the fact that it was so easy for people to go see the site and approve or meet with people
0: quickly how are you sir we just like to ask you about why you don't want to fly commercial why have you said that you won't fly
2: commercial you said that it's like getting into a tube with a bunch of demons why do you think that no no, listen to me just saying not the people the main reason is because of the need if if I flew commercial I'd have to stop 65% of what I'm doing. And you also do empty legs, right? And, and maybe let's explain for the guys on the broadcast who are less inclined to fly private, not like Booker T, who's always just, you know, chilling out there in, in, in
0: a young stream. <laughs> Sending out emails, lining <laughs> PowerPoint logos. Only when the company pays. Only when the company pays. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when the company pays. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know where you work. I know. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I can't relate. I can't relate. But this, <laughs> we will. We should, we should probably use Coins' uh, you know, company for, for a young uh, a private jet trip for our next one. But let's talk about empty legs, how does those work and and what that means in the world of aviation.
1: Yeah, empty legs globally have been effectively one of the biggest selling points that private aviation companies, and when I mean private aviation companies, I mean companies that mostly deal with high net worth individuals, right? Everybody knows that even high net worth individuals are very uh, money smart. So you want to make a bit of saving, even if it's on a Gulfstream uh, 750 on the way to Dubai, right? Um, and what empty legs uh, effectively mean is that the, the flight has effectively sort of been paid for. Or what you are doing is you are sharing the cost between the flight that is going and you are getting onto the flight that is coming back. Because naturally, how airplanes uh, operate is that if an airplane is based in Johannesburg, for example, and it needs to drop someone off in Cape Town. On the flight to Cape Town, it is carrying passengers. On the flight from Cape Town back to Johannesburg, it's empty. And what we're doing at Flyurepu is giving people um, information about uh, empty legs. So we have such a wide network of aircraft. And what we're saying is, hey, dude, a flight that could have cost you 164, 000 Rand, rand, um, where you are paying for uh, the flight to and from, uh, whether you are on board or not, could be halved if we get other people to go onto the empty leg because then they'll pay half the price. So it's more of a, a price splitting thing, which is effectively then the model Uber uses, um, as most of you know, when they, dro- they pick you up in Pretoria North and then they drop you in Santon, they're guaranteed to find someone in Santon going somewhere else. And that's effectively how empty legs work. They're the best way to travel private. So whether you want to travel private for your Instagram story or there's some business that you need to Mm. do or you're just a a Tinder swindler. Empty legs are the best way to go. You save (laughs) money and uh, you enjoy best of both worlds.
0: Or or if you're a victim of the holiday swindler. So if you're trying to get to Dubai to go find her, get yourself an empty leg, man. Get on an empty leg. I mean, I've been swindled by her.
1: I've been swindled by her. So, I mean, that's a bit of a a painful topic right now for me.
3: Oof. No way! No! Ways. Ways. No, no, no. Got you. no! I mean, hello, darlings. Well, oh, you can't, you can't just say that and then and then not
2: expect us to ask. Hello, darlings. Let's okay. Let's hear it. Tell us. Let us let, let, get into this. I mean, how did how how did uh, Captain Sully get involved with both the Childsulla and <laughs> the Holiday Sulla? It's Kelly we're, we're going to have to call Captain Sully,
3: Captain Silly. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> Look, I'll just say... Yeah, tell us. I'll just say when, when you're looking for new opportunities for your business, especially when you're looking at a rising travel company, there are people who, who know how to write very, very smart emails. And there are people who know how to use their words wisely. So, and, and I'll explain how we got scammed. We didn't quite particularly get scammed in terms of... Uh, we didn't... Let me not say we lost... Uh, a lot of money but we lost uh, upfront investment because hello darling to a certain degree wanted to integrate the high net with individual traveling uh, sort of space so part of their business development plans was to sort of integrate into the market and they we had conversations about what we can do to integrate our system and our network so there was a lot of our finance a little bit of the project just to make sure that it gets off the ground and then, uh, unfortunately, my finances have gone up to dust. But I'll just say this. I'll just say this. At the cracks of it, it didn't seem like a scam. Let's be honest. That's why millions of times got <laughs> scam. It didn't seem like a scam.
3: I'm
2: just saying, I'm just saying. Ah, uh, my guy. No, wait, 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 but yeah, a lot of influencers were 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 doing work for Hello Darling, right? I mean.
0: Let's unpack the Hello Darling story further with South Africa's Sarah Britton from Lab Store South Africa. Uh, we also were trying to get a victim uh, who wishes to remain anonymous on the line, but uh, as soon as we get him on the line, we'll cross over to him. Uh, Sarah, let's start off with you. I'm sure you've heard, like many other South Africans, about how... Hello, darlings. And it seems as though South Africa might have its very own swindler. What have you heard about this uh, particular scam, if I can call it that?
2: A lot of influencers have come out and said, hey, I had absolutely no idea this this was going on. But here's the thing. There were people that actually went on holidays. There were people that went on successful trips. And I mean, look, Bernie Madoff, there were people that actually got paid out cash. Yeah. Right? Because, again... That's a, it's a fundamentals of a successful policy. I mean, guys, come in; someone is always getting paid. I suppose it's an issue really you at the bottom of the pyramid, Booker T. Right? the problem. You know when you at the bottom it's of the, the problem. pyramid. problem. you got to get in early. But, but, Koitsa, I mean, how, how long did this go on for? I mean, this, this definitely wasn't an overlay thing, right?
1: Well, I think from, from my experience in sort of the travel industry as well, currently, there's a lot of dynamics that really go into uh trip management and you're going into experience uh bookings and services and stuff like that so i think where their shortfall was it was just planning i think they just uh had a plan that just didn't work out and unfortunately they had to find the quickest way to bail out of that plan and unfortunately they were way too deep into their troubles when we vetted the company it looked very normal because most of the time, uh, and because my company is also still sort of a, a startup, most of the time I like to find businesses that are proudly South African and women are heading up those businesses, you know. And sometimes it's when a new player or a, an infant player that is competing with big, big travel agencies comes into the game, it's sort of like let me help you, you help me, type of thing, and I want to see you succeed. So. Half the time, it's 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 just people doing shit behind your back that really, um, in my opinion isn't the good way of doing business. Unfortunately, right now, I don't care, and uh, I will still maintain the policy that we keep at our company to say that whether you're an independent uh, travel agency or travel broker and whatever, uh, we've learned from our mistakes, but we will always be welcome to help you or integrate into your business. Bad Apple's always there in any in- industry. I mean, uh, you had the, the Crypto Brothers who ran away with lots of money. We had the Triple M scheme. We had Cloud one so you never know.
0: This is a bit different. It's a bit no. different, though, because you were partnering from a business perspective. This wasn't from a customer perspective.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, 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 it, it's not necessarily the same as those who who were trusting that you could spend fifteen thousand rand to stay in a five-star resort for two weeks. This was more of a of a of a joint venture that you could get involved in. Yeah.
1: So, from. What happened with that is so when we get into partnerships with uh, travel agencies or uh, independent travel companies or we set up sort of an uh, integration with them, what we do is that we put up uh, an upfront arrangement, either financial or asset arrangement, where we say, well, we have booked out these aeroplanes, uh, we've booked out their schedule specifically for your company, right? So meaning whatever request that we get for a client who wants to fly, we decline it because we have sort of come to an agreement to say, well, you've already committed and almost like a restaurant reservation, if I can put it that way. And and for us, we had put in a significant amount of money on our marketing side of things for the mere fact that what we wanted to capitalize on was just making sure that the clients that we will be servicing through Hello Darlings would be able to discover a new way to travel and we would be able to capture them so that's what we did and we lost money on um unfulfilled flights effectively that's effectively where we lost out
0: okay all right makes sense
2: cool so so look we we've got the lowdown on on the swiller. we've got the low down on hello darlings let's get the lowdown from you the pilot the man in the sky Questel roulette the man in the sky so we're gonna we're going to fire off questions to you, Goethe. And you're going to give us the answers off the bat. Okay. Right? Without without hesitation. So we're we we're putting you on the spot, but we know you got okay, this. Okay, let's go. Right, let's kick off. Let's go. Best airline in South Africa? Airlink. Oh. <laughs> Air best time to fly if you're a passenger? Tuesday. Is there best time to fly? Tuesday
1: and Wednesday. Okay. Morning or evenings? Morning. Okay. Best rewards program. Uh, That's a tough one. Discovery, Vitality. Oh, I have thoughts on Lyft? Um, amazing, incredible. The future of aviation. Absolutely incredible uh, setup. Absolutely incredible.
0: Best
2: noise cancelling headphones to fly with. Ah. Oh, if you're a passenger. Uh,
1: the Bose. Any Bose headsets with noise cancelling features. Any Bose. Oh,
2: best catering service.
1: Best catering. Yeah. Best catering. Best food. Best uh, in South Africa. Yeah. Link a has got the best catering service. <laughs> hey, I,
2: I must. I need to check on this man's Instagram if he's not an influencer <laughs> for A-Link. And <laughs> he's, not, he's not out here doing a promo. <laughs> they must run me my money. They must run me my
1: money. <laughs> <laughs> why you could have to do some edits. Is this a promo? No, no, no. Get I don't you. speak if but or maybes. I speak absolute.
2: Low <laughs> <laughs> no promo, okay? Fine, low no promo. Okay, best international airline? Tough one. Mm. So, Emirates. So, very much Emirates. Oh, okay, nice. Okay. No, best plane to fly?
1: The Airbus A350, if you can find one.
2: No, I, I've seen A380s. No, no. Right? But I haven't seen a. Uh, a350. A350s.
1: Is that smaller? No, no, they're much longer. They're the competitor to the Boeing Triple Seven. Longer. they you predominantly yes. the ones you see in Joburg, um You see the Boeing 787 Dreamliner, and then the A350s usually Singapore Airlines comes to Joburg with them, or um, Ethiopian Airlines on certain days.
2: I know that you, you, in your fleet you have, uh, is it kick Airs? Yeah, yeah. What, what's it like flying a King Air? Is it, is it, does it quite take a, a lot of, you know, it, 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 does it, it, is it intensive relative to other air? There,
1: there's different categorizations of aircraft. You know, you've got sort of the jet standard, which people are used to seeing on the TVs and the music videos. Those are sort of the jet. They're much more comfortable, much more quieter, much more faster. And the cabin is much bigger where you, you know, we've seen uh, uh, Playboys sort of have parties on board, effectively. And then once you get to sort of the King Airs, the PC-12s, and you get to the Piper Meridians and all of those things, they are what we call turbine aircraft. So they're much cheaper to fly. The seats are also very quite comfortable and, and, and all of that. They're not as intensive to fly. I mean, they're, they're, they're quite basic to fly from a piloting perspective. From a passenger perspective, what these aircraft manufacturers are doing are trying to catch up so much what the jets are offering so these days you are seeing bespoke uh, interior designs all the way from seat comfort to you know the carpets and how the carpet smells the desks and all of that so but i mean the the, the, the aircraft that we have in our fleet we have a very wide network but our main fleet aircraft which is the king a200 and the pc12 um, you are able to have sort of like a club seating, which is what you'd get in a Mercedes-Benz V350 and a V250, sort of like you're facing each other, but the, the seats are much more comfortable. You get tray tables, you're able to get about uh, eight passengers on a King Air King Air 350 and seven passengers on a King Air uh, 200, uh, you're getting about seven passengers on a PC-12. So once you get to that level, and I can assure you, once you get to that level, the experience becomes much more elevated. because. It's effectively luxury travel, you know. So, think about that business class seat that you could have taken on another airline. Think of it ten times better. You're having complimentary champagne from the mm. from the company. You're getting uh, food that you want specifically. Bubbles. Yeah, getting bubbles. Oh, have- briali. you want to have I'm gonna take my Briali on the flight,
2: boy. Straight <laughs> <laughs> <Three laughs> four. Why five? <laughs> <laughs> With we'll mashed gravy. Yeah. Hey. Hey, Booker T, you can you can take your out on the plane, boy. Oh, God.
0: You can take your Russian.
2: Your Russians.
0: That's what I'm talking of. This is what I'm talking
1: about. And then you can and then you can nap you can nap in peace. Exactly. Exactly. You can nap in comfort. Exactly. So I mean you have that freedom. It doesn't matter which aircraft you fly, whether it's a jet or a turbine or a piston aircraft. You know, if the experience. Uh, it's just tailored to such a point that it gives um, maximum comfort. I can assure you, gentlemen, and, and this is the thing we always tell um, most of our new clients. Once you fly private, you never go class. Once you fly private, you never mm. go class. Oh. It doesn't matter.
2: Yo, yo.
1: It really yo, doesn't matter. Look
2: at she is out there, the corporate card. I've already <laughs> seen the notifications coming through from That's yeah, Swipe. 156k. gone. To Cape Town. So I'll, send
1: you, I'll send you a quote. I'll send you a quote, Bukit. I mean, look, on top gotcha. of that, on, on top of that, private travel um, and globally, this is global, even in South Africa, and we're putting significant effort uh, and, and, and based on our uh, expansion plans as we, we're going to start going into our fundraising rounds uh, for our startup. We want to be able to create a seamless travel experience, literally from your door, right? So we want to be able to get Sort of a, a concierge service from your doorstep all the way to your destination, yeah. and when you travel private, a lot of people from the door, yeah, through, through the KFC doorstep,
3: drive-through,
1: every through. through the drive-through, every single- ah, I love it, every single moment. We even take the slip I for love you. It. This is so <laughs> this is,
2: this 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 is the future of travel. It's democratizing a baller lifestyle,
3: absolutely.
1: And, right. and look, and this it. is it. I mean, you. Private travel uh, uh, clients, for example, I'll give you an example in South Africa, a lot of people are used to being in crowded terminals, Uh, it's very busy, there's a lot of waiting time, you have to go through sort of the pat down and, you know, they're scanning your ticket and all of that. As a private travel client, you skip all of those. So you have your own private terminal where nobody can see you, right? In that private terminal, you've got a special dedicated lounge that you don't share with anyone. In certain uh, aircraft um, private terminal lounges where you've got all the food there, all the coffee that you want, all the donuts, everything that you want okay? Mm. as you're waiting for your aircraft. On top of that... The cream donuts, even? Everything. Everything. Atop the Oreos. Oh, like, I mean... Listen, if you blow blowing 200k on a
2: flight and you want cream donuts, like I'll I'll put you on the greyhound and send you the bag of, of Krispy Kreme, like you know. Listen, if you're giving me creep donuts, it's fine. Yeah. Like is that is that is that the deal breaker for you, creep donuts? No, but but it's insane because I mean, okay, let's talk numbers. I know a lot of people will be listening to the podcast will think. Okay, great. I'll fly private. How much would it cost me if I had to get a private jet right now? Versus uh, hypothetically, how much would it cost me with fly Urefu And how much would it cost me if I had to go to Cape Town right now? Let's stack up those three options. Right. So right now, external service provider flying to Cape Town on average, how much would it cost you on a just an average
1: plane? External. Yeah external service okay so i want to i, I want to take a step back from that just to give you the okay. landscape so external service providers which yep. we call in this in this uh, industry we call them operators or charter companies right charter companies are like um a clothing store not every clothing store has clothes that you want Right? Some of them only sell jeans, some of them only sell t-shirts, some of them only sell shoes exclusively. And just like charter companies, they have limited fleets based on what they operationally can handle. And so when you go to a specific charter company and you say, I want to go to Cape Town, they're going to give you the option that they can only give you. And you miss out on the plethora of options that other companies can give you. What Flyureku is doing, yep. which is part of our uh, democratizing aviation because we have such a wide network and good relationship with all these operators, we have them in all one central platform. So when you come to Flyo Refu and say, Look, I want to go to Cape Town, right, and this is my budget, I look for something specifically for that budget. Um, if you say, Well, I'm a big baller, give me the top of the range, I give you options. Now, for an external service provider, independent um, charter company, uh, which these days they probably have like one jet on their on the aoc and a couple of turbines uh you're looking starting price for a flight to cape town and that is just a one-way drop-off or same day return you arrive in the morning you leave at night you're looking at about prices any anyway from 138 000 Rand upwards uh maximum price shooting to about 300 and for how many people for the 138 you you're looking at about six passengers Standard luggage, which is 25 yeah. kilograms each person. And then once you go the higher you go, obviously the, the airplane gets a little bit bigger, the jet gets a bit bigger where you're going in the, the South Falcon 900B or you're going in the Citation Latitude. Um, you're able to take, you know, the nine or 12 passengers, um, unlimited baggage, effectively only so much you can carry to Cape Town. And on top of that, again, you still get sort of the same ground handling services where you're, you skip the queue, you go to a private terminal complimentary food. We call it express check-in, but you effectively don't check in from the moment you walk into the terminal. You could walk straight into the airplane, and then you're ready to go. So, from an independent uh, uh, charter company, you're looking between 138 to about 320 thousand. From Fly Orenco, what okay. we do is we have a complex system that is effectively, in my opinion, and, and I'm so impressed with, our, with with my team. We figured out a way to make it cheaper where. At any given point, we could even give you on a jet seventy thousand rand to Town. for up to up to up to nine. Yeah.
2: Wow, that is that is that's not bad. That is not bad. Yeah. So
3: yeah. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm doing the quick maths on a on a on a per person basis. And, you know, assuming you can fill the plane. Of course, you're looking at like you know thirty k on a on a private charter on on Flyerifu for a private plane. You're looking at you know, 10, 10 to fifteen k, uh, which is in some cases just you know double what Flyseph is is uh, is going to charge you to smell amputs for for, for for two and a half hours. Yeah, book
2: T, I I mean, you pulled you pulled the numbers this morning yeah. to Cape Town. Yeah, I mean, what what's it looking like at, at the revised coats
0: The cheapest, the cheapest, the cheapest flight that you can get. Um, I saw if you wanted to do a return next week was six thousand five hundred this i I ignored all of the the common and and flights for for obvious reasons Um, and then if you wanted to do a one-way tomorrow it would also cost you about six thousand rand uh just because i guess you're 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 selecting the default so six thousand rand so, yeah, it's looking pretty ridiculous right now. So, uh, it, it looks like your, your price, we, we need to upload this podcast immediately. <laughs> we, need this yeah. we need to get this one up soon. Yo, your images are going to Let's go to the get, roof. Get it done. Get it
1: done. Get the production guys it. Yeah. Get it done, man. Get Look, it done. And I'll give you a tip. You I'll know? give you a tip. I mean, private travel, not everybody will be able to afford private travel. But in the near future, we're hoping that, Urefu, yes, as a game changer in the industry, we're able to open doors to much more innovators uh, in the in the space where people can start coming up with better ideas on how to make it much more accessible. So, private travel is for those, yes, who seek comfort and luxury. But private travel can do so much for for your business. You can imagine how many production teams, how many executive teams need to travel, and the time saving uh, component uh, that comes with it. Obviously, the the ratio to time saving cost uh, that that you'll have to discuss within the business but it literally changes the landscape of your business considering that you can also fly anywhere like when i mean anywhere you can fly anywhere.
3: Yeah. So if you're visiting the mines wow. rather than taking a domestic flight and then hopping in a car to go and see the mines, you can, you can get, you could, you could be shaving hours off that, of that commute.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. we're seeing, we're seeing like now existing, uh, uh, mines, uh, for example, like Anglo, Anglo American, uh, has been working with a link, uh, to, they have a daily schedule to a mine well, two mines, uh, where they're flying, uh, Staff, mine staff, literally from johannesburg to the mine every single day and afternoon back so there are people in this country currently as we speak right now who commute to work using private aircraft um i've personally in my experience have uh done a number of flights for a number of clients who literally on a daily basis commute using private aircraft. It's not a thing about looking for parking or or, or paying for tollgate fees. This person, when this person says they're going to work, and they're getting on a private jet and going to work, doing what they need to do. At the end of the day, they get back on the airplane and come back. It works, and some clients have really indicated that it is effectively saved up a whole lot of time and has opened much more opportunities for them um, from a business development front and just from a, a, a efficiency point of view.
2: There we go. Booker G, leave that cow trail alone boy. <laughs> Pretoria to Joburg. Six minutes. Get on that plane. <laughs> I, I can't promise where going will drop you off. He might make you jump. <laughs> might be it might be a
0: sky it might be a it might be a skydiving one that's right. You might, yeah, I know, yeah.
2: He, he might be landing might the plane be- at William Nickel.
0: And and still and still get pulled over at the roadblock, bro. <laughs>
1: exactly. 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 I mean talking talking about that, actually, talking about like Pretoria and William Nickel, you know that currently in Johannesburg, last time I did I did the numbers, we have about twenty-eight airfields. Twenty-eight airfields surrounding Johannesburg, in and around Johannesburg. Meaning that, and I've done this once before, I'm not flexing here. I had a meeting in the north of Pretoria, but I had to come back to Santon. So I flew from uh, Grand Central, which is in Midrand, uh, all the way to the north of Pretoria, which is about uh, eight minute, uh, nine minute flight. Flew flew there, landed in Wohnebohm, did my meeting, Uh, got back into the plane and flew back to Midrand, right? Skipped all the traffic. There are literally... (laughs) In Johannesburg, you could get from one side of Johannesburg (laughs) to the other side by fly. You could get to the east, to the East Rand, flying from Midrand or Randburg, Lanceria or Krugeltorp and fly to the East Rand, to Brakpan, to Benoni, or you could fly to the east of Pretoria. You could fly directly from Sandton uh, to That's That's how interconnected... Uh, we are obviously there's still a long way to go but there are people doing that there are people doing
0: that i love it you go to samson city and fabiani doesn't have what you like you, you catch a quick one to the men and fabiani
1: <laughs> <laughs> catch <a quick> one. <laughs> <laughs> but it happens and it's the lifestyle that most people have chosen i mean um in the recent days, we've seen, uh, I don't know if most of you guys know about the Stain City Helistop. Uh, Ultimate Heli, which is a very big um, helicopter franchise, uh, aviation franchise, they have opened a dedicated helicopter operation at Stain City for those commuters, dedicated to people who live at Stain City. Now, what Ultimate Heli is doing, and I think they're going to do exceptionally well, with building these independent facilities for private estates where you have these high net worth individuals who are able to take sort of these flights um every day i think uh, ultimately does on average about 20 flights uh people going to work to mines or some people going to play golf somewhere some people you know going for leisure going to have some breakfast <laughs> in a secluded private place i mean it's a whole new wave that we're seeing And I always told people, and I always say, look, if you can afford a 60,000 Rand bill at Taboo, sometimes, you know, divert that money and take an an experience on a private jet or a private flight, and you will see how money is spent in the world. Uh,
3: This is the launch of the ultimate heli stop at Stan City. It's a dedicated helicopter facility that's been built and designed in accordance with international regulations and standards. Uh, Received civil aviation authority approval approximately one month ago here for the residents of Stane City and obviously surrounds and obviously um, a very, very convenient location to fly from and fly in and out of um, into the city, airport, uh, game farms, other towns and and cities around uh, Johannesburg.
2: There we have it! Mm. Stop popping Ace of Spades in conquer (laughs) at a 500% (laughs) markup! Go to your nearest, friendliest, Pilot who will not drink for eight hours. <laughs> Forget the cow train. Take, Take the cow plane. Forget the cow train. <laughs> Stop. Stop taking the train for poor people. Get on the private jet. It takes eight minutes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you can chew up. And no one's gonna come after yeah, you.
1: absolutely. <laughs> Look on the
2: platform. In in all fairness,
1: in all fairness, you know, um, with Santaco showing interest into coming into the aviation game, uh, especially from an airline front, um, I think a lot of us don't understand how big Santaco will do with this thing. Um, from from based on the private discussions I've had, Santaco has approached some very powerful people in the industry. And they've literally went and shortlisted some big, big experts who will be able to run a tight ship. Santaco understands, obviously, then the compliance and the operational um, standards that they need to uphold. And based on the plans that I've seen, what Santako will do to the interconnectivity of South Africa using aircraft will be incredible. Obviously, notwithstanding the involvement of corruption and all of that, but what they will do, based on what I've seen, <laughs> is incredible. They will do incredible things and
0: taxis taking to the air a strange occurrence for some but the realization of a dream for the South African National Taxi Council which is looking to become more integrated into the
1: country's transport system we've identified a gap a space within the aviation industry a lot of people cannot access airports the, the, the costs you know the furs to on the plane are quite high
0: so there was a a, a sense that maybe we need to to look at that area and find affordable and accessible way of transporting people from a grounded taxi to a crowded plane san plans to sell tickets at taxi ranks then transport passengers to and from the airport costs for the shuttle service will be included in the flight tickets
3: will there be a guy standing at the door collecting your fare when you hop into
1: the plane we're creating jobs HBK, we're creating jobs, so we're definitely going to need it, 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 him. Will, they, yeah, it, will,
2: will there be, be it, a, will
3: be a guy we'll, counting this
2: will the money.
1: be dope? If a guy
2: says, shot left, <laughs> and he just drops you off, man, it's like, hey, hey, this is my stop. Like, I'm stopping <laughs> Exactly. Here. land exactly. The plane, you know, <laughs> okay. dude. But but it's so funny because, look, we haven't, we, we haven't you know, put our Greta Thalberg hat on and become, uh, you know, paper straw crusaders and save the planet, but Look, on one, on one hand, I mean, we're beating congestion. We're definitely reducing, you know, all, all of this toxic traffic that we faced with every day. Booker T is out there. You know, you're sitting out from Pretoria to Joburg, or even if you have four ways to get to Sandton, it's taking you two hours in the morning, and, and traffic lights out, you're done. You're dust and load shedding. You're gonna end up at work at lunchtime. I mean, it's a terrible thing. But on the other hand, Koenza, we've got, Carbon emissions, right? That, that are out there. So, from an environmental perspective, I mean, on which side does airline travel fall on, on, on the edge? Are we heading towards a cleaner, greener, sustainable future with air travel, or are we still very much carbon heavy here?
1: Look, we're, we're currently we're still very, 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 very carbon heavy. Like, we are. Air travel accounts for some of the highest numbers of CO2 emissions in the world. I mean we are still using Jet A1 um, and a large population of uh, aircraft are still piston powered aircraft that use fossil fuels. What we effectively need in the next couple of years, we need those boys and girls who are studying at WITS to do a little bit more research and development so we can develop more fuels that are much more sustainable and more engines. because. Effectively, what and, and where the world? You may need to ask UCT for that. Then. <laughs> okay. I think you're
3: asking the wrong people. Really
0: asked
3: UCT. <laughs> no comment.
0: No comment. touch that. I think mean, um, I
3: said what I said. Treat <laughs> me.
1: Uh, look, the world. The world is moving to much more greener policy. Um, we are looking at a lot of European carriers and a lot of uh, manufacturers such as Boeing and mostly spearheaded by Airbus, who are developing and engineering some of the most efficient engines out there. I mean, the A350 is 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 a, a good um, direction that we're heading, and the A3 uh, a, A320 um, neos and stuff like that. So we're looking at much more efforts to sort of lower our carbon footprint, but. In the near-interim, I don't see the airline business really you know, dumbing down on CO2 emissions. What we will see, and if you've seen in the news and in, in, in current trends, the rise of e-VTOLs, so electronic, uh, uh, um, uh, sort of like like flying drones for passengers, VTOLs. And what VTOLs will do is that instead of mass passenger travel, they'll be able to accommodate sustainable private travel at a much lower cost based on the fact that they could then utilize. Um, solar energy and uh, sustainable energy uh, 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 generation sources. So, look, we have, we still have a long way to go, but there is development that is ongoing that is giving us a very good outlook into the future. Um, the one thing that will hold the system uh, back would be policy changes. We would need an aggressive policy change that would force airlines, that would force manufacturers to develop much more greener, and much more sustainable uh, aircraft and engines. And that's effectively, in my opinion, that's what we need. You know, research and development to be going at a much, much faster rate than it is going right now.
2: There we have it from Mr. Top Gun (laughs) himself. He's gonna be out here putting you on a private jet. Forget cock You're gonna be flying through, cruising, bottle service in the air, 30,000 feet. You don't have to go and pay for a studio like this Instagram influencers and say, hey, I'm in a private jet. You will actually be on a private jet. Shoot your IG stories Absolutely. out, you know. Get out there. We, we out here to democratize air travel. chill to see how we tag team with Goitzer and the crew. We're going to send Booker T into the simulation next week. <laughs> <laughs> He's not allowed to touch the joystick. <laughs> but but Goitza, probably the best podcast we had. I mean, I didn't even
1: see time fly. No oh. <laughs> It's been, it's right. been so. Like, look, I, 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 purely really enjoyed it, and I think there's still some more to talk about, and I, I, I hope we still have more time because there's still some very, very big pressing, pressing issues that I'd love to talk about. Maybe we can do another segment where, where we deal with the specific uh, topics, but I, I really think there's a good opportunity for people to to learn about the aviation landscape and the aviation industry from an economic standpoint from a research and development uh, and 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 just coming up with solutions like i said look there's still so much room for more people to come in i'm not saying people must show airlines and be corrupt and start selling fuel at 100 rand a liter but listen let's, let's not panic you know there's information out there and i really i want to be sort of part of the group of people who provide insights to people especially when crisis like crisis like this happens where i'm able to 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 rest assured people and we're able to give people much more information you know like i've said before especially with the comment issue although right now as it's happening as we're recording right now it's, it's a big crisis but i can assure you that if they do bounce back Kome will come out probably 10 times better than they were before, like any other airline has done in the the past couple of years. If an airline goes down, the CEO normally holds an executive board meeting, you stay in that freaking meeting, and you work out on ways to come back bigger and better and stronger. I don't know about SAA, how they operate, but, you know, I'm talking about other airlines, yeah.
2: There we have it. We're going to do it again. Inevitably. We're gonna see you next time, 30,000 feet up in the air, cruising altitude, whiskey in the cockpit. Chicken in really the
3: hand.
2: Jalen <laughs> <laughs> <Jail in> hand. <laughs> no more queues. Business, no, no business class. Just out here, chartered jet boy. Bank Bros class. That's what we talking about. Bank Bros. Bank Bros class. They hit the music, Booker T.
1: We out. Dun, dun. Yeah, all the people is the plan is delayed. The plane does going on two, it's going on three. Yeah, all the people must just take a ticket for that one. going to have a problem, ne? Just take on that. If your ticket says two, then it's going to be three, ne? Then you mustn't complain when the plane is not there because then I, I need to tell you now Then you must just phone the people there that are coming to pick you up. must tell them, yo, I need my plane, it's changed. It's not.